This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Don and Juan. It is Wednesday, July 26, 2023, man. I am Vince Russo, and as Chevy Chase would say, you're not. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the show. How is everybody doing today? Today is my, let's see, third day of detox, bro. I am on a detoxing program, uh, drinking some tea. I drink it every day in the morning and then every other night, trying to clean out my system a bit, bro. I got to drop the weight, man. I've got to drop the weight. I went to the uh, the uh, the indoor pool in our community on Sunday, bro. I did one lap um, across the pool, and I was absolutely gassed to the gills, bro. I need to drop the weight. I need to get myself back in shape. I talk about that. Uh, I talk about that all the time, bro. You know what it is, bro? I just feel so much better when I'm lighter. I mean, that's really, really what it comes down to. But listen, man, I I struggle like all of you out there. I like food, man. I I like to eat. And, you know, with, with my wife being home for the summer because she's a teacher, she likes to make good meals, bro. I've been barbecuing a lot. I like to eat. and. The older you get and the more you eat, uh, the more difficult it is to keep that weight down. And that's what I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk today about, the older you get. But, man, before I get to that, guys, I got to tell you this, and this isn't just a plug. Uh, Jeff and myself uh, recorded an episode of Hey Ma, Look. I'm doing a television show in the basement yesterday. I reminded Jeff of an old game, and I knew it was a little bit before Jeff's time. Do you guys remember, hey, Ma, there's a goat on the roof? Do you guys remember that game? There was even a commercial. I even remember the jingle, hey, Ma, there's a goat on the roof. Um, that was one of the uh, very popular games when I was a kid growing up. Um, Mousetrap was huge. You guys remember Mousetrap, man? I love the, uh, I love the game Mousetrap. I'm going to talk a little bit about these things in a minute, but let me get back to, Hey mom, I'm recording a show in the basement. We, um, highlighted a red carpet interview yesterday of Cody Rhodes by none other than Sean sap and bro from my seat and from where i sit it's freaking embarrassing uh sean sap so badly wants to be friends with cody rhodes and talks about them texting each other and you know what what a joke that cody opens the door for these people like like seriously listen i understand bro you want to get over 
And, you know, I understand Cody is not an idiot and he's manipulating Sean Sapp. So Sean Sapp puts him over. I, I get all that because all Sean Sapp wants to do is be friends with Cody Rhodes. And Cody knows that. Cody's not a dummy. Cody's been around the block. So Cody manipulates him and lets him believe that they're besties. But it's like, bro, in the meantime, you let these freaking marks in, man. You let these marks in. And then, you know, people in the industry, people who were once in the industry, you know, like myself, now we have to deal with these marks. Because they they think they're part of the foundation. Um, they think they're part of the group or they're part of the club. So now we have to deal with them because people like Cody Rhodes, again, using them to get themselves over, have made these people believe that they're important. Bro, you you, you don't you don't believe me? Here, bro, how's this? Here, how's that? You believe me now? I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven, a lot of great things, but nothing has ever brought me the attention as like a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the in a WrestleMania scrum or or CM Punk staring me down. So when you're you're in that moment and you got somebody you know you're that's super talented or whatever, and you can make a moment like that. Oh my God, bro. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with now because of people like. Cody Rhodes, but I, I, I've I've seen this across the board, bro. It's across the board, man. People from, you know, my industry letting these marks in and making them think like they belong. It's it's really, bro. It has really, really, really done great damage uh, to the wrestling business as a whole. That's something I'm going to get into at another time. But I, I swear to God, bro, I know I'm only 62. Um, but, you know, man, just, you know, not feeling great uh, the last couple of days. My body aching and paining and all that shit. You know, bro, you know, I've realized, let's be honest, I'm a lot closer to the end uh, than I am to the beginning. I don't I don't think I'm going to be living to 124 years old, if you get what I mean. And, and, and bro, it's like the, the, the older I get, the more I so appreciate the era that I grew up in and, and, and the more I, I treasure it and the more I look back on it and the more I honor it, because I, I just got to tell you, bro, I, if I was growing up today, I, I literally, the type of person I am, if I was growing up today, you know, with social media and everything going on in the world and woke and cancellation and all this freaking bullshit, okay, media spins, you know, you name it. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, I, I, I've dabbled in depression throughout my entire life. Man, if this would have been the world that I actually grew up in, I, I would have been depressed 24-7, bro. I, I guarantee you, I would have been at therapy level. I would have been at, at taking little blue pill level. Um, I would have been an absolute wreck. And I, I, I thank God, bro, that I did not grow up in this, in this shit of an era. Um, and it is shit, bro. It, it, it is absolutely 
bullshit. They, 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 them, they, they, bro, I, I'm going to go over some negatives and positives. I'll tell you what the positives are. But, bro, let me tell you something. You know, bro, as far back as I can remember, he, here, here's where I really start. Okay, I really start as, you know, I mean, let, let, let's look at, at, at first grade, you know, first grade through fourth grade, maybe. Let, let's start there. Bro, I I revel, I revel in the routine every single day of running home from school because I went um, uh, from K through four um, when I grew up in Center Reach, Long Island. I was a walker. Remember a walker, bro? You either took the bus or you were a walker. I lived right down the road from the school. I was a walker. So from kindergarten to fourth grade, I was a walker. Then we moved uh, in the fourth grade to Farmingville. So literally K through three. And what I remember during those years, bro, is running home from school and singing your favorite string of shows that were on, bro. Like if school ended at, you know, 2.45 and you got home at 3 o'clock, man, you had your schedule of what was happening from 3 to 3.30, 3.30 to 4, 4 to 4.30, that routine. I remember a big part of that routine was Captain Jack, bro. Captain Jack wore a whole captain's outfit, and he was on WPIX Channel 11 uh, on Long Island, and he introduced all the shows every half hour. And, uh, man, bro, I reveled. I reveled in those shows, man. I remember, you know, a Yui Dewey, Yippee Yappy and Yahooey, bro. I remember um, Peter Potamus with his hurricane holler, bro. I remember watching all these shows that I absolutely adored, bro. Absolutely loved them. And it was the routine every day after school, man. You'd come home, you watch your string of shows, you'd eat dinner as a family, bro. I swear to God, bro, when is the last time anybody ate dinner as a family? You had to. You had to. You must, bro, sit down with your family to eat dinner. So every night it was me, my sister, my mother, and my father sitting down to eat dinner. So you'd watch your favorite shows, bro, from 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 three to six, whatever it was. Then you would sit down and eat dinner. Oh my God, bro! I I revel in that. That's when I I saw some great, 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 great television. And you know, back then it was mostly cartoons. You know, during that time up until third grade. Then I remember, bro, moving to Farmingville, and um. I remember, you know, vividly, uh, I, I, the shows changed a little bit, bro. The shows were getting a little bit more adult for me. I can remember running home and watching Dark Shadows, uh, Barnabas Collins, bro. I remember that, you know, watching that. But, you know, especially, you know, what getting into the 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 sixth grade, you know, getting into the 12, 13, bro, that would switch to. Instead of watching your favorite shows, bro, now you are outside playing sports until it got pitch black outside. Uh, that happened at about, I'd say, really 
really fourth, fifth, sixth grade in that area. And, bro, you would always play the sport of the season. If it was football season, bro, you're playing you're playing two-hand touch, you know, on the street. If it's hockey, you're playing street hockey. We had a basketball hoop on the corner, bro, that was so worn out. We constantly, constantly had to nail the backboard back up on the telephone pole, bro. That's what we did. We had a backboard nailed to a telephone pole. And then, obviously, when it's baseball, we would play baseball. But, bro, literally, man, from the time we got home to school, we'd go home to eat, we'd go back out again, and we would literally, literally play until it was pitch black out anymore. And our mothers would yell for us from the house to come home. All the kids were outside playing, bro. All the kids. Every kid was outside playing, bro. And then, bro, the 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 summers would come. And how every day would start for me in the summer was I'd be sleeping on the second floor in my house in Farmingville, Melvin Court, and my all my friends would come up on their bikes and they would throw little stones at my window, bro. And the stones would wake me up and and grab my bat, grab my glove, get on my bike, bro, and we would ride down to St. Margaret's of Scotland. They had a baseball field there at St. Margaret's of Scotland. Bro, we were on that field by 8 a.m. By 8 a.m., we were on that field. And all we did was play ball. And I remember, bro, the the uh, the church itself was right beyond the the right field wall. And you know, there there was one lefty kid, bro, Chakurta, and we always used to tell Chakurta, bro, hit the other way, hit the other way, hit the other way, hit the other way, bro. Probably three times. Chikurta would pull the ball and it would go sailing through the window of the church. And we would all hop on our bikes and get out of Dodge. And then we, we'd have to have a cooling off period, bro, that we couldn't go back to the church. And they kept replacing the window and they kept replacing the window. I had a laugh, bro. I went back there about 20 years ago when my friend passed away, uh, Jeff, and they finally reversed the field so they literally turned the entire field around so now it was facing away from the church and i'm sure a great deal of that had to do with us and the breaking of the windows but bro we were outside playing until it got pitch black and then when it got pitch black bro we would find a street light and we would play under the streetlight. And, and oh, my God, the, the street hockey wars, bro. Um, bro, the, 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 the throwing the Spalding against the garage door, and you had a, you had a, uh, you literally had a broom handle, bro. You had a broom handle. And, you know, back then the garage doors had the little boxes. So you knew what the strike zone was. And you would whip it in there, bro, as fast as you can. And you had your little stick ball, man. And you would just hit that ball 
I, I remember some shots I had sailing over the houses on the other side. But I look at I, I look back at that now, bro, and the the hysterical thing is every one of the every time you threw a pitch because you were throwing it so hard, it was it would leave a ball mark on the garage door. Bro, if that were me as an adult and and I I was the owner of the house, I would be absolutely ballistic. If I came home from work and there are a, a thousand ball marks on my garage, I will be I will be bullshit, but nobody said nothing, bro. Nobody said nothing. And man, those years up until sixth grade, you know, seventh, eighth, just playing ball around the clock, man. Then I could remember, you know, of course, sometime at, at around the ninth grade, you discover the girl that you like. Man, I can remember me and Jeff and, and, and our third buddy, Greg, we, we would literally walk miles. Uh, to these group of girls' houses that we liked every single day. Every single day, bro, we would walk. And, bro, you got to understand, as, as I'm getting into, you know, 16 now and 15, 16 in that age, bro, we still, as a family, went to my grandparents uh, in West Hampstead every single week for Sunday dinner. Every single week, my nana would 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 make Sunday dinner. Um, it was the highlight of my week, bro. Even as I got older, even as I got older, bro, going to my grandparents' house every freaking Sunday, having Sunday dinner with the with the with the gravy uh, and the pig's feet and the, uh, it wasn't pig's feet. I'm sorry. Pig skin and the brajol and the meatballs and oh my freaking God. But bro, the point is even as I got older, man, I still wanted to go. I loved to go see my grandparents on a weekly basis, bro. I remember when I was 16 and I got my driver's license I was so excited, bro, because I could drive on my own to go see my grandparents. Bro, who's thinking about that today? What what 16, 17-year-old today is thinking about getting in a car and driving to go see their grandparents 45 minutes away? Who, who who's who's doing that today? I couldn't wait, bro, to get my driver's license uh to be able to do that. Big big, huge part of my life, man. I, I got to tell you, my grandfather taught me how to be a man, bro. Uh, he taught me how to be the the, the head of the household, um, how to be the one responsible for everything. Um, I saw how hard he worked, um, and it really, really set an example for me growing up. And, bro, when I, when I talk about, t- you know, g- going to the movies was a big deal. Going to McDonald's was a big deal, bro. Uh, the drive-in theater. Oh, my God, bro. You thought you died and gone to heaven. I was just speaking to my wife the other day. Bro, if I could bring anything back, it would be the drive-in theater. That's what I would bring back. If I could bring anything back. And then, bro, music. Music. 
Bro, I remember going to ANS, Abraham and Strauss, and every week, bro, you would get this little piece of paper folded over, and it was like the top 50 hits, and they had them numbered, and then behind the counter were, were, were the cubby holes where, you know, number one through 50, and you you told them what what 45 you wanted. Uh, bro, I'm t- I bro, I remember buying Beetle 45s. I remember going there and getting Get Back. I remember going there and getting Let It Be. I remember going there and getting War by Edwin Starr. Okay, I remember all of this vividly. Sixty nine cents, bro. That's how much the 45s were. Sixty five cents. So sometimes we were allowed to get two, and then we would go home, bro. And you had that little stereo box uh that little box bro that tiny little box you lifted the 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 lid and you put your 45 uh you know on the um on this literally piece of crap crap record player and oh my god bro it sounded like it was coming through a surround sound system we couldn't wait to get home to play our records we couldn't wait till every friday bro was the new list at ANS. And if if it we would beg, beg my mother to take us 79 cents, bro. Bro, I remember going to my first baseball game at Shea Stadium with my dad. And I remember going, bro, back then, same thing. They had ticket, t- I think it was ticket master or ticket tron. That's how you got your tickets. And uh, you would go to the department store. And, bro, I swear, I remember like it was yesterday. First giant Met game my father brought me to. Box seats were $4. $4, bro. I could not wait to go to that game with my dad. I'll tell you one other. The one thing, man, when my dad's 92. Uh, I'm 62, bro. We still talk every single day. The one, the, the one greatest memory I had with my dad was when he would come home from work and I would beg him to take me to St. Margaret's, okay, and let and pitch to me and let me hit. And uh, I'll never forget, bro, one day he came home with two baseball bats for me, and one was Mickey Mantle. I can't remember what the other one was, but two bats. And I used to beg my dad to take me to St. Margaret's and, you know, we'd walk down there together and, you know, he'd pitch to me, then he'd hit me fly balls. That That's the one memory, bro, that um, to me with my dad stands out more than anything. How, how many, how many dads are doing that with their kids today? I, 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 I just wonder. And then, bro, I, I remember vividly we would get back from St. Margaret's. I didn't have enough. I'd make him catch with me in the street and it was getting darker and darker and darker. And he's throwing me these fly balls, fly ball. But remember that, remember that bro, when your father would bend over and throw the ball like way, 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 way up in the air and you had to get under it and catch it. Remember that? Does that even happen today? Does anybody have a glove today? And I remember, no dad, no five more minutes, five more. And I remember bro, it was so blackout. The baseball hit me right in the face right in the face, bro, because I could no longer see it. Uh, then, bro, when you talk about music, man, you're talking about Corvettes. 
where the new albums would come out for four ninety nine, bro. Every week, the new albums. I remember buying uh, News of the World, eight tracks, cassettes, whatever you wanted, bro. There was a time, bro, when they sold albums, eight tracks, and cassettes. And uh, remember going to Corvettes, four ninety nine, bro. Whatever album you wanted, four ninety. I, re- I remember buying Sergeant. Well, actually, actually, bro, I remember. Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour uh, came out at the same time. And uh, my mother said we could have one. Uh, So we picked out, me and my sister, Magical Mystery Tour. And I think it was because, bro, I I was afraid of the Sergeant Pepper album. I'm still afraid of the Sergeant Pepper album to this day. But I remember buying Magical Mystery Tour when it came out. I I remember when Abbey Road was released. I remember going to see Let It Be in the movie theater, bro. Bro, when I was a kid and the, the, the fifth and last installment of Planet of the Apes came out. Battle for Planet of the Apes. My parents took me to see the original uh, when it came out at the drive-in. It was probably 1968, bro. So that would have put me at seven. So by the time we got to about 1973-ish, the fifth movie had come out. And uh, my father took me to the drive-in and we sat through all five ape movies, bro. Uh, They started with five. Then I believe they went back to one and went from one to four. But what a freaking memory. Remember the drive-in, bro? Remember the the playground at the freaking drive-in? Remember going up to the uh, 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 the the snack bar at the drive Oh, my God. Bro, I would bring back the drive-in before I would bring back anything else. Bro, then remember going to the roller skating rink. Oh, my God, bro, the roller skating rink. Where you just wanted to have that one slow skate with the pretty girl remember that does that happen today are are there roller skating uh places today does anybody know oh man i can remember saturday morning bowling leagues bro bowling leagues me and my sister were in a bowling league uh when we were kids center each lanes man and uh when bowling was over my mother would buy us ice cream oh my god carvel bro Oh, my God. Every Wednesday, buy one Sunday, get one free. Carvel. I I am so happy and so grateful, man, that I grew up in my era. I grew up in my era, bro, where, where we communicated with each other. You know, like people meant something. You know, other human beings actually meant something. Um, and we, we cared about each other and we watched over each other. And, and even with your friends, bro, it was a family. Yeah, bro. You would get into spats and you would get into fights. You know, was that a fair ball? Was that a foul ball? Was that a catch? Was that not a catch? And that would last all for about five minutes. And I don't know the, the one word that comes to my mind in this 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 upbringing that I had was just love, man. You know, my love for my grandparents, their love for me. Um, you know, my my dad being such a hard worker, and you know, always working overtime. You know, just trying to make ends meet. Um, 
bro, everything meant something, man. Everything meant something. Nothing was taken for granted. Bro, I remember I was 18 years old, man. And bro, come on. By the time you reach 18, you're kind of over the grandparent thing, right? I can remember, bro, the last Sunday, my grandparents surprised us, surprised us and came to our house. I was 18, bro. And I remember I had other plans and there was other stuff I had to do. But I remember making it a point. I'm going to stay with my grandparents this week. I'm going to visit my grandparents while they are here. I remember consciously making that point. So I did that, bro. I was 18. I stopped everything. I spent the day with my grandparents and my grandmother passed away that week, bro, out of nowhere. She had a heart attack. That's how it was back then, bro. It's not like it was today. You know, <laughs> uh, the, the old Italian people ate whatever they wanted. They never exercised. And, bro, when you're talking about that rich Italian food and the carbs and the pasta, and then, you know, one day, boom, you would drop. I mean, that's that's how it was back then. And my grandmother had a heart attack out of nowhere. And uh, she passed away later that week. And I was just so, so, so grateful that I got to spend that last week with her. Um, bro, this this world we live in today, I, I hate it, man. I hate it. I, I, I hate everything about it. I, I hate cell phones. I hate FaceTime. Um, I, I, I hate social media. I hate the horrible things that people say to each other. I hate the horrible things that people who don't know me say to me. Um, gosh, bro. I, 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 I remember walking to my, walking into my first video store because I was such a fan of movies and I love movies so much. I remember walking into my first video store and saying, what is this? What is this, bro? I remember buying my first VCR and it was a beta, bro. And because I loved the movie so much, I was recording everything, everything, bro. Because people forget um, tapes back then, beta tapes, VHS tapes were $79.99 to $99 a pop. That's how much they were. So you recorded your own shit and I made my own library. And I was so proud of, of this library. And I can remember you know, having a Camaro, man, having a Camaro before I went away to uh, college. I drove that thing to uh, Evansville, Indiana, man. Man, bro, like just, just looking back, what a joyous, joyous life. What a joyous, joyous time. I, I am so happy. I, bro, I never, you know, obviously I live in a retirement community now, but, you know, prior, bro, you never see kids playing out on the street. Never, never. That I think that's the one thing, bro, that really breaks my heart more than anything else. You never see kids playing out on the street. They come home, bro, whether they're on their phones, whether they're playing video games, whether they're on social media, you know, looking at God knows what. 
man, I re- I remember the the you know the the news coming on at six o'clock, bro. You know Cronkite and you know guys like Bill Butel and Jim Jensen, bro. You trusted these guys. You didn't think you were getting worked. I, I, I'm sure there was a level of that at that time, but not like it is today, bro. You know, the, the local news and CNN and Fox News are two completely different animals. And you just felt like you could trust, you know, your your local news. You know, like I said, Bill Butel, Jim Jensen, you could trust these guys. Um. Man, bro, sometimes I wonder how we got to this place, man, because it really sucks. It it really does suck. It is not joyous. It is not friendly. Um, it is not loving. It is not kind. It beats the shit out of you, bro. Um, so... Yeah, man, I, I I look back a lot, and I am very grateful for a lot of things. And uh, I just wanted to go down that road with you today to let you know what's been on my mind as late. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. It was fun to talk about, man. Check out that uh, Hey Ma over on Patreon. I think you guys will enjoy it. Take care, everybody. A chicken head and chicken feet. She never proves any collard greens.